It's Wednesday the 7th of October 2020, it's Jim and it's the world of bonds. Donald Trump called off stimulus talks with the Democrats yesterday and that helped what had been a weak couple of days for US Treasuries, so Treasuries did well into the close yesterday. Uh, the 30 US Treasury bond yield had got out to 1.6% and had been much lower uh, a month or so ago. Um, but was two basis points, two or three better on the back of uh, the news about the stimulus talks ending. Generally though, credit continued to be strong. Um, Crossover was 12 basis points uh, tighter yesterday. That's the uh, European high yield credit derivative. Um, And credit's been doing well for for quite a while now um, after its weakness in the earlier part of 2020. The Bank of England, though, has announced that it will be ending its corporate bond purchase programme as part of its QE that it announced during lockdown in in March and April. Um, It's bought what it said it was setting out to buy, so just about 20 billion sterling worth of uh, corporate bonds and said it won't be buying any more unless it reopens that programme. And it's really on corporate bonds and defaults that I want to focus today's podcast. Thinking back to that very first day of lockdown in in March, um, my very first podcast was about the number of defaults that were priced into corporate bond markets. And if you remember that that one, we were pricing in 20% plus defaults for investment grade and 50% defaults for high yield bonds. And, you know, as you can see, that proved to be one of the the buying opportunities that corporate bond uh, investors have ever had in terms of the returns that have been delivered for um, both high yield and investment grade since then. So it's worth taking stock of what the current level of credit spread says about the implied level of defaults. First thing to state, as always, is that um, corporate bond spreads almost always overcompensate you for default risk. So when we talk about what's priced in for default today, we are of course ignoring the other elephant in the room. You know, when you when you get some additional yield for investing in a corporate bond, it's not all about default risk. It's also about liquidity and you know your ability to be able to trade in and out of that name or sell it when things get difficult. And so um, you know these things are not as liquid as US Treasury bonds. And so part of the spread perhaps sometimes a large proportion of the spread is compensation for illiquidity. But let's just assume very basically that uh, you're a buy to hold uh, investor, that you're not going to sell the thing, in which case it, it really is pretty much all about default rate. So let's see what the market is pricing in right now. We'll, we'll probably use US dollar investment grade as the kind of what we'll look at um, to start with. Um, I'm going to start by looking at the, the single A cohort, so single A corporate bonds. The current five-year spread on single A's in the US is 63 basis points. These are figures from Deutsche Bank. Um, and from that, you can work out what level of default is implied cumulatively for the next five years, given different recovery assumptions. Just a quick word on recovery assumptions. So the market standard, the historic standard for corporate bond uh, analysis has been a 40% recovery, meaning that if your bond goes bust, you might get back 40 cents in the dollar on average. Um, So that 40% has been quite a good benchmark historically for what you get back uh, when your bond defaults. Uh, But, you know, the tables that Deutsche Bank provide also include 20% recoveries, which you might argue in a very distressed world might be more likely, uh, and even a 0% recovery for those of us who are are, uh, uh, glass always empty. 
half empty. So let's have a look. Uh, five year investment grade, single A spread, 63 basis points. That implies at a 40% recovery rate, a 5% default rate cumulatively over the next five years. So if you held a portfolio of these things for five years, you'd lose 5% of your initial investment due to defaults, um, assuming that there was a 40% recovery. If we stress that down to a zero recovery, you don't get anything back when your company defaults, that's implying a 3% default rate over the next five years. Now we look back and say, well, does that sound a lot or not very much? And so on average, the five-year cumulative default rate for single A-rated companies is just 0.3%. So pretty much very little chance of your company going bust. And then we can say, well, okay, well, that's um, in average times, good times and bad times. What about the worst times? What about the, the times when default rates have spiked up, like 2001 or the global financial crisis and times like that? You know, in a stressed environment, what might I lose from single A's? And the answer is 1.2%. That's the worst five-year cumulative default rate from single A rated bonds. Now let's go down into the world of triple B's, which we know are more risky. They're on the cusp of high yield. And triple B spread is 137-ish for US investment grade. That implies um, 40% recovery rate. That implies an 11% cumulative default rate over the next five years. And again, that compares to an average of 1.5% and a worse five-year period of 5% default rates for triple B's. So again, it looks like you are overcompensated for default risk um, if you were a buy and hold investor over that, those periods. The story is slightly different for high yield though, it's not as rosy. So you move down into high yield and on average the spread is 561 basis points, so a big leap up in spread between triple B's and the world of high yield. That implies a 37% default rate at 40% and that scales down to 24% default rate um, for 0% recovery. On average, your default rate in high yield is 16% over a five-year period. So, you know, again, you can see that huge leap up, the difference between investment grade, which on average is less than 1%, high yield is 16% higher than that 16%. And the worst five-year period, 33%. So somewhere in between a 40% recovery and a 0% recovery, um, you get to a level of defaults priced in that is probably not as bad as the worst five-year period we've had. And so you could start arguing that for high yield, um, depending on your recovery assumption, you, you, you know, you're not pricing in the worst case scenario. And certainly when you get to the very bottom end of high yield, and that's triple C rated bonds, um, they're pricing in 55% um, default rate, um, but the worst case scenario for that has been nearly 70%, and even on average it's around about um, 49%. So you, arguably the, the, the lowest end of high yield gives you the least protection compared to history and what's happened in the past. So that's you know interesting to know where you know it gives you some idea of where where there are fewer defaults priced in and relative to history. Let's have a look at where default rates actually are at the moment. Um, thinking about high yield only, in the US, the default rate has risen up to around about 6%. Um, not surprisingly, we've seen um, defaults in retailers, malls, um, real estate, re 
type companies um, and also an energy sector has also been quite badly hit. So looking backwards, you know, the 12 month trailing default rate, 6% in the US. Actually, if you strip out retailers and energy, if you thought that was a legitimate thing to do, if you didn't want to invest in those types of companies, then your high yield default rate halves to about 2.6%. So, but even at 6%, you can see that's a lot lower than what is priced in to the high yield market's default rate. Of course, this is backward looking. If you want to look a bit further forwards, you'd say, well, companies that are in distress now but haven't defaulted yet might be your next candidates. And what might be a good measure of distress? Um, well, that could be your, you know, technically speaking, in the high yield market, you say if something's trading with a spread over government bonds of a thousand basis points or more, then it's in distress. And earlier this year, the whole high yield market on aggregate, on average, was distressed in March and April. Um, you know, we had 27% of the basket trading at a spread of over a thousand basis points, and some of those so far over that it took the whole average above a thousand basis points. Right now, though, we're down at 4%. So the market isn't expecting, whether it's right or wrong, who knows, but it isn't expecting a wave of defaults from here that will take that default rate up uh, dramatically higher. So interesting to get, uh, you know, the kind of bird's eye view, the top-down view of what level of defaults is priced in and where, in particular, there's the most complacency about those level of defaults. Have a, have a very good day. This was, as always, uh, for professional investors only and never financial or investment advice. Bye.